1: Hi, welcome to your Hollywood crime scene mini episode. Hi. Hi, Desi. Welcome. <laughs> well, take it <laughs> Sorry, away. Out of
0: it. Um, so let's start off. I guess we, um, we'll start off with the sad news. So last week, Lisa Marie Presley died unexpectedly at the age of 54. This was really shocking. She yeah. went to the hospital in some sort of cardiac arrest. She was uh, hospitalized, and I think, in a medically induced coma for a while, so it seemed like possibly she might survive, but unfortunately, she did not. Um, it's just very sad. Yeah, it's really um, sad. The results of her autopsy are inconclusive. They are still waiting for some test reports to come back, but so far, it, it's sort of cardiac arrest related. We don't know if there was a, an underlying cause to that or what, um, so we'll keep you posted on that. Uh, very sad news. Um, this story I kept seeing, I don't know why <laughs> it made me laugh, even though it's a sad aspect to it. Michael Bay is fighting charges in Italy over killing a pigeon. Did you see this story? Oh, no. Where's this from? It's from The rap. But <laughs> it was everywhere. So really? he's denying these alloca- allegations and s- claiming there were no injuries Animals that were injured or harmed. Now, he is facing charges in Italy related to the killing of a pigeon on the 2018 set of the Netflix movie Six Underground. He um, has made several attempts to clear the case with Italian authorities to no avail, according to the allegations that were released last Thursday. He said, I am a well known animal lover <laughs> and major animal activist. No animal involved in the production was injured or harmed. Or on any other production I've worked on in the past 30 years. Pigeons are protected species in Italy. Really? Yeah. Italy has a national law that makes it illegal to harm, kill, or capture any wild bird, including pigeons. Pigeons are also protected in the EU under the Birds Directive. I don't know what that is. Sounds very serious. <laughs> how how did they say that he
1: killed the pigeon? Well, according to an
0: insider with knowledge of the production, a homing pigeon was allegedly killed by a dolly in the middle of a take in Rome. An unnamed individual who was on set apparently witnessed the incident, took a picture, and reported it to the Italian authorities, the insider added. A second individual with knowledge of the shoot said the scene involved a large group of pigeons and a wind machine. Now, that sounds like a bad combination to me, personally. (laughs) I'm not an expert on birds, but why would you put a lot of wild birds with a wind machine? Doesn't that sound dangerous? Yeah. So the person in charge of the shoot was Michael Bay. So he's the one who gets uh, punished, even though he didn't technically kill the pigeon with his own hands.
1: Or anything like that, and it sounds like it was an
0: accident. Yeah, but I guess uh, it's not even entirely clear whether a pigeon perished. There's no whether <laughs> a pigeon perished. There's no video of the wind machine with feathers coming out of it. <laughs> yeah. I guess or something. I mean, I agree, but things like this happen, right? Yeah. If you're shooting outdoors, what can you do? Yeah, uh, but it's kind of funny that he's fighting this to the to the fullest. But he can't. <laughs> I don't know why. The headline's very um, I mean, funny. God bless. Rip to the pigeon. Obviously, the pigeon didn't deserve that. So I'm not laughing at a pigeon death. So please do not at me. Now, I saw this another um, another sad death uh, happened last week. This is celebrity cat Dirt. Do you know about celebrity cat Dirt? No. He died at the age of 15. Three years after shooting to global fame, he is a cat that lived at a Nevada railroad museum. And he went viral when a picture of him was posted on the museum. And <laughs> he's covered in soot. Oh. Now, he actually became a huge draw to this museum. Like, people were coming to this, uh, I think it's in Reno. This is from the Daily Mail, an excellent news source. <laughs> Uh, Yeah. So this is the Nevada Northern Railroad Museum. They announced last week that Dirt had died at the age of 15. He was discovered as a kitten in the railroad's locomotive shop in 2008 and was um, taken into the shop and provided with food and eventually just stayed there because they took him to the vet and they kind of started caring for him. He made... Made cabs, the cabs of the railroad's um, locomotive is his home because they have like a museum. So he would sleep in there and he earned the name Dirt Bag, which was short <laughs> to dirt. <laughs> I kind of <laughs> like dirt bag. Um, so a picture of him was posted and went viral. And he, that really became a draw for the museum. Their, um me, like not membership, but people who visited went up, like it tripled because people wanted to see dirt. Dirt bag, the cat. Yeah. Look how cute he is. He's always dirt. He's always dirty. Why, why, why is he always so dirty? Because he's hanging out in the rail yards. Yeah. <laughs> he's a real cat of the 1920s. <laughs> <laughs> and because he's orange and white, the white just got really dingy, I guess. Yeah. And they can't maintain it enough or it's not easy enough to maintain. Yeah. So, they do they are planning on making bronze statues in his honor Aww. that will be at the museum Aww. and there is a there is a dirt junior so what? they have a second cat uh that they have as well so you can still visit dirt junior which sounds good to me yeah um
1: so yeah rip if, dirt if your business has a cat that is definitely a draw oh my god i go to this antique
0: salvage um, store that has like old stuff you can buy like doors and whatever. And they have a really cute cat there and they've had it since I've been going there, which is over 10 years. Yeah. And I'm always scared every time I go. because I know she was old when I first started going, but she's been there. Like the last time I went, she was there and I was like, whoo, it's so stressful walking in. Cause I'm like, what if she's not there? Like, yeah, uh, it's going to be really sad. But I also think every bookstore should have a cat. I agree. It's like, it should be mandatory. Uh huh. Now, this was a bizarre crime related to a film. (gasps) This woman had a Cousin Eddie display in her Kentucky yard, and it led to a bizarre 911 call. Oh, I saw this. Now, we know who Cousin Eddie is. He's from the Vacation movie, and he's played by Randy Quaid. Yeah. Uh, So this is from Huffington Post. A Cousin Eddie display in Kentucky apparently looked a little too real, and police were called. After receiving the call, a dispatcher described the scene to responding officers as a male standing outside. He is naked. He has a robe covering part of his body, and he is exposing himself with a hose between his legs. Uh, So officers arrived at the home, and they found a mannequin in the yard that looked like Cousin Eddie from National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. It was decorated with a robe, a hat, a cigar, and a beer, of course. And it's holding what appears to be an orange hose. It has like green Christmas lights coming out of it. So this was a Christmas decoration. Yes. So this is his, the homeowner's favorite Christmas movie. So they thought they'd put this up as an interesting uh, decoration, according to her. Everybody has a Cousin Eddie in their family. Everybody. They do? <laughs>
1: be sure? want people
0: to have a good christmas and get a laugh. Do you have a cousin Eddie? I don't know, probably. <laughs> I mean, he's pretty I mean, yeah, that's ex- that's an extreme uh character for sure.
1: Although I do like the idea I think it's creative to put a kind of halloween decor spin on christmas decorations because for halloween decor yeah. you get more characters, but maybe we could like you could do like a Christmas version of that. This is like a Christmas twist on Halloween decor. Yeah. The problem I
0: think is it
1: it's not, because it's a mannequin.
0: Yeah. So it's like a more young, fit guy, whereas Cousin Eddie, it's definitely more like the typical... Your belly yeah. tank top. So it doesn't exactly read Cousin Eddie necessarily. Do you know what I'm saying? Let me see it again. Whereas uh, Halloween, it's like very obvious who the character is. Yeah, this just looks like a, a... mannequin. A weirdo. Um. Anyway, the officers did end up getting a laugh. They took some photos and one said, never a dull moment. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, so this, I feel like, fits in... With our truck spills, but it's a little different. Oh wow. A melted butter spilled into a Wisconsin canal after a dairy plant fire. <gasps> so uh, in a very wis this is from the Wisconsin State Farmer, in a very Wisconsin environmental predicament, a dairy plant and portage went into a meltdown during January 2nd fire. And spilled warm butter into the portage canal.
1: (laughs) This is very Willy Wonk. Did people run over with crab legs? People (laughs) ran over with snow crab
0: legs. Dunking it Ah. in? As many as 10 fire departments were called to help fight a blaze at this um, portage cheese plant. And the fire department was called after heavy smoke and fire were seen coming from the roof of the dairy plant They believe the fire started in a room where butter was stored, and as it melted, it began to flow throughout the plant. They decided uh, to, sorry, the firefighters stretched lines to the entrance but were unable to access the structure due to the heat and fire. However, afterwards, fire officials said they had contained and extinguished the blaze blaze as it spread past these firewalls. Um, So this is like very specific about how many things they pumped (laughs) Where's the butter? (laughs) I don't care about the water, how much butter was pumped into the canal. (laughs) The fire chief said that the butter was the main obstacle in containing the fire. When we first tried to get uh, up the stairs, (laughs) sorry, (laughs) to the port that collapsed, the butter was running down... (laughs) Like those, like three inches thick on the steps. Were they slipping and sliding? So, yes, <laughs> I'm sorry. This is obviously very dangerous. <laughs> but also, everyone's okay, so it's, it's fine. So the guys were up to their knees <laughs> in butter at some points, trying to go up the steps, and they're trying to drag the hose line, and the hose line got so full of butter <laughs> that they couldn't hang on to it anymore. <laughs> This sounds sounds so fake, but there's like a lot of news stories about it. Yeah. He said, although the melted butter had been 99% contained to the plant, some of the liquid spilled into the canal, which is a historic waterway. The spill was floating on top of the canal in an area, he said, the fire, I'm sorry, Hayes said, the fire department said that a hazmat team dealt with the mess in the canal by using boom absorbents, which are also used to control oil spills. So, they had to like get the butter out because it's oily. Yeah. The fish weren't enjoying all that butter. They weren't like, hell
1: yeah. So, this is my cheat day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think the butter like congealed at some point was just floating on the top? Yeah, because this is Wisconsin. So, it's, it's cold. probably
0: cold. So, they probably like congealed on top. Neighbors told reporters they could smell butter in the air. <laughs> it's <laughs> fire, but I mean, that must be a nice smell, yeah, um so there was no one in, injured um all the employees who worked there were not in the building at the time, uh so I think emergency medical technicians did come to the scene, but there were no injuries reported uh yeah, so sort of a, a new twist on our our butter
1: um, our oh my spills.
0: God, our our truck spills and this isn't even nearly the biggest butter mess that happened. In 1991, Butterfire at the Central Storage and Warehouse Company in Madison, once again, Wisconsin, had a similar environmental challenges. Butter spills, according to the EPA, can mimic the negative effects of petroleum-based oil spills, and that's why they had to get that cleaned up because to protect the animal life and plant life, obviously. Uh, yeah, so this is a very long article. I'm going to stop here. It goes into all the the details. If you want to find all the science about a butter spell, go go search it up. Um, this was in what was it? The Wisconsin Farmer. Okay, so you know there's a lot of information about farming and dairy spells. <laughs> anything you want to know? Okay, that's our stories for this week. We'll
1: be right back. We'll take a quick break.
0: Rakuten's Big Give Week is back with 15% cash back. It's a festival of savings with big cash back at hundreds of stores. Don't miss headliners like Canon, Fenty Beauty, and Dyson. I can't wait to shop for all of my summer fashion and beauty needs, and we'll definitely be checking out Ulta and Adidas. On top of Big Give Week cashback rates. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app today. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Rakuten is the shopping platform to save while shopping.
1: Desi, what are you
0: watching this week? Well, I'm all caught up on Potomac, finally. Okay. It took me a few weeks to watch seven seasons, but I did it. (laughs) (laughs) I also am caught up on I watched the finale of Salt Lake.
1: Would you watch think? it?
0: I mean I certainly liked the part where Meredith and Heather went to New York while Jen was waiting waiting for trial. I don't that, give a fuck
1: about the beginning half. The first half of Salt Lake City this week was garbage in my opinion, especially because no this was a bit we this was a big uh, topic of discussion on Twitter, I'm sure elsewhere. They cut out The scene of Dana laying into Jen Shaw. Why did they do that? Why would they do that? Also, it was used in a promo. Yeah. I have no idea. Um, It's Dana is screaming at Jen Shaw at this Heather's little book party. She's like, you better, you should worry about being nice to people so they put money on your books. Yeah, something like that. She yeah. said it a lot meaner, but it was like, why did we miss that moment? So
0: basically, it was just Heather's boring book party with her stupid chorus singing, <sighs> which sounded so amateur hour. Yeah. We do get a clip of Jen singing "Shame Amazing Grace," yeah, which is deranged. <laughs> and then we have the second half, which was definitely more interesting to me. Yeah, because a lot of people were. It's like watching the people slowly realize she was a liar and is guilty was fascinating to me because it's like, really? It took you this long to get to it. Meredith's a lawyer. Right. Like you forget that. Yeah. There's just no way she didn't know. And I I also thought it was sad watching Coach Shaw read finally have access to all the evidence and and realizing his wife was going to jail. And right. she better fucking plead guilty and try to get it at least limited in some right. way.
1: So, yeah. Because the whole season, this whole past season has really, Jen Shaw's arc has like centered so much on her, I am innocent. And just telling people that she's going to fight it no matter what. She's going to trial. And so it was shocking when we found out last July that she had pled guilty. And we all knew this going into this we all, season. So we all knew this, that she had already pled guilty. So it was fun. <laughs> if it was funny to watch her still claim her innocence. Throughout and watch this. people believe her.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's definitely an interesting thing where you're kind of like, what would I do in that situation if my friend, like a close friend, did was accused of something like this? It's like, where do you like straddle the line of supportive, but also seeing reality? Like, you can't just blindly... Support someone if there's a lot of evidence. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's like a weird situation. I'm just genuinely shocked that these ladies, all, or some of them at least, seem to just like Heather support her blindly. She's innocent. She would never do that. It's like, how do you know? Like, right. She's not a good person. You know that. Right. She treats you like shit. Right. And you don't believe she'd do something like this, even if there's some kind of
1: you know self delusion going on that she isn't I, I mean it's crazy so i think that for me was the satisfying part about the finale was seeing them finally be confronted with the fact that she pled guilty and that she did do all of this stuff and them having to at least heather having to reckon with that when she had her little uh lunch weird with, lunch with lisa. weird <laughs> lunch with lisa who lisa of course was doing her like oh my god oh my god oh my god I just
0: can't I want to see some of the videos of the people laughing and being like I knew it because <laughs> we didn't really get reactions from anyone but Heather and Lisa, I think. I yeah. guess maybe Meredith and Seth. Did we? No. I think it I think there was like some like, here's what happened. She pled guilty. And then we were straight into um the lunch with Heather. And Lisa, I can't remember. That was
1: it. We really only saw yeah. Heather and Lisa's reactions. I'm curious about the tell-all. I mean, this this whole story with Jen Shaw has been so wild that I'm going to be honest, I really could give a fuck about any of the other storylines at this point on Housewives of Salt like Lake City. the reunion? City. Yeah. So yeah. at the reunion, it's like I kind of just want them to only talk about Jen Shaw, even though I know that's not going to happen. You don't want to hear about Whitney's healing journey? <laughs> <laughs> Whitney's healing. I'm on my healing journey
0: no, i agree uh no one I don't think any I don't think you're alone. No one gives a fuck. I don't care they need to come i don't up, care. They need to come up with a a massive reboot of this cast I think yes, because none of us want angie's do you want
1: an angie angie h or what's the other one Angie Harrington. k No, Angie Harrington's the one with the weenie husband. Oh God, the one who created the fake social media. That was so
0: awkward too at the party. With that fucking husband, I I would divorce that husband. in two seconds? Loser! I can't be with a man who creates fake Instagram accounts. That's just like, come on! So embarrassing. It's really embarrassing. It's you can't recover from that. No, you can't. You can't.
1: Um, So I I don't. I'm just bored with all of it because as messy. As as awful as Jen Shaw is, and as problematic as Mary Cosby was, they were the lifeblood of the show.
0: They need look. They need to release a promo ASAP where it's like Mary Crosby
1: saying, "I'm back." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then we're all on board. Yes, <laughs> we're yeah. all on board because no one knows how they're going to recover from this. Or add Coach Shaw's new girlfriend. <laughs>
0: Or something like that. Right. Would be would be interesting too. Because no one everyone hates Heather now. Yeah. Uh Lisa, I feel like has a fan base now only because there's no one left and she is pretty clueless and funny sometimes. Yeah. She's just not awful. Meredith is boring. Yeah, she's yeah. Don't you agree? And I cannot I don't want to see Seth anymore. I'm sick I'm of his so, fucking Seth. ass. He's like, I used to think he was kinda cute and now I'm like disgusted when I see him.
1: How funny is it that every single person in the Marx family talks the exact same? I don't want to hear that. The family. husband talks like Meredith. The kids talk like Meredith. They're all like, Seth. Yeah. Hi. I don't, it's so irritating. It's crazy. I'm fed up.
0: No, this cast needs a, a total reboot. I'm still totally going to watch next season. This was definitely the worst season, though.
1: I agree. For sure. I Last agree. season was killer. Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> was, last season was great. Because that was like, none of us knew the outcome yet. Right. And it was like, we knew the arrest was coming. So I right. had a lot of like <laughs> tension for waiting for that moment. Yeah. It was great. No, I, I, whatever. So the other thing I did watch that I wanted to mention was I finally watched Elvis, the Baz Lerman, Lerman, Lerman movie. How was it? It's good. Is it? I have to say... If you can get past the bazness of it, yeah. I heard someone described him as like the theater kid who became a director, and I agree. It's like I don't give a fuck if you have a modern artist singing an old song or you're putting modern songs in an old period piece. Do you know what I'm saying? He always does that. Does he do that in Elvis? Yes. Why? But it's a biopic about Elvis. At one point I it was like Doja Cat what? Some Doja Cat song. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, what? I'm just like, why I'm like, why am I hearing this? Like, can you just be normal for two fucking seconds? Like, <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like he can't he does too much. Like, yeah. it's just too much. So I I was surprised how much I like this movie. Like, the first hour... (laughs) Having said that... (laughs) No, it's... But but like I said, like, you just have to get past a little of that mess. And some people love that. Some people do like it. It's not for me, uh, but it's such a good... It's such a good biopic. The it, the last, like, uh, 45 minutes, because it's, like, two and a half hours, of course, kind of drag. So mm-hmm. I definitely feel like it could have been cut somewhere. But uh, the first, like, hour and a half is, like, so riveting. You can't even... I was like, oh, shit. When it started dragging, I was like, how long has this been on? But it was like... Do you know I was like? They yeah. should have ended it there. Right. And then the ending... Is so sad. I was fucking snot crying <gasps> at 1 30 a.m. And I was really? like, Really? Oh, I can't br- I couldn't breathe because it was like really, really sad, especially maybe after this week. Yeah. Um but the guy who plays Elvis is so fucking good. Really? Yes. Which I find to be incredible because it's hard to take an Elvis impression seriously at this point anymore because right, it's right. been done. I mean, he's not doing an impression; obviously, he's acting. It's more intense than an impression, but it's hard to see anyone playing Elvis and not think it's comical, right? And he's so good, and he's singing in this role, really. And sometimes I was like, "Is that Elvis?" Because sometimes they would have old clips right. or photos like sprinkled throughout. It's like you can't sometimes you can't tell if it's him or not, like it's crazy. he that's is amazing. so good, and I think when he won the Golden Austin Globe, Butler Austin Butler, I was like, I was like, oh, that's a Golden Globes win, right, but after seeing it, I'm like, oh, he could win like he could win the Oscar. I hate that always like biopic play, actors are always like front runners just because people are like, ooh, that's Tammy fitt like whatever, yeah, yeah. but this time I'm like, no, this is actually uh excellent, right, uh he's incredible. He's come a long way from The Carrie Diaries, <laughs> <laughs> where I first knew him. Yeah. But uh, it's one of those roles, too, where I was like, well, what does he do after this? Like, right. Can I see him as anything other than Elvis now? Yeah. Uh, so I'll be curious what he does, because he really uh, is Elvis in this movie. He's very hot. He's so hot. And then when I was watching this, I was like, I'm attracted to Elvis. Because wow. he's so... He there's like these stills of him just like looking off into whatever that are like close-ups on him. I'm like, it's like, oh my God, he's yeah. fucking hot. Like, he's pretty gorgeous. He's gorgeous and he looks great as Elvis with the dark hair. And there's like, you will learn a little more about Elvis because I think a lot of us hate Elvis or <laughs> like whatever. We're just like, whatever. He's overrated. Why is he this? And you definitely get a little more insight into where he came from And how he got screwed over by the music industry, even though he was used to screw over a lot of black artists. Yes. He also was screwed over. So he's also a pawn in all of this game with these people in charge. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So it's like interesting to see. And it's just tragic what happened to him. Like, he died at 42. Yeah. Which I was also, I feel like I was, I thought it was later 40s or something, but 42 just seems so young. Um, so yeah, it's definitely interesting um, and I think worth watching. That's you- so
1: funny because I know you're like me, like neither of us have ever been fans of Elvis. No. Like, so it's interesting. <laughs> I'm shocked how much I liked it. Yeah. Uh, I just never had a desire to see the movie because I've never been a big Boz Lerman fan. Me too. Oh, obviously, and I was never a big fan of Elvis or... It's shocking. I'm I'm only bringing it up because I'm shocked
0: how much I liked it considering wow. I didn't want to watch it. I actually had started it like a few months ago and then I turned it off in like literally like less than a minute. And I was like, eh, I'm not in the mood. I remember. Yeah. So I turned it back on just because of what happened this week. I was like, oh, let me, let me see like yeah. what it's all about. And I got sucked in Wow, because I wasn't planning on even watching it. Wow. I got sucked in. And Tom Hanks... <laughs> Please. This is the other thing. I'm like, I want a biopic on Colonel Tom Parker because he's a legit fucking freak. Yeah. He's a weird guy. Yeah. He is a Dutch immigrant who immigrated here illegally, changed his whole name and became like a carnival barker. And he found Elvis and basically treated him like a carnival act. Uh, And that's how he like managed him and signed him to like a lifelong contract. And Elvis was like 20, not even 20, I think. Yeah and then just did all these weird crazy deals cuz he was a gambling addict. So that aspect is also really interesting to me, which I didn't know anything about. But Tom Hanks' performance is one of the weirdest I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> cuz he has this weird Dutch-esque accent, I guess. Yeah. He's doesn't look like Tom Hanks, but every once in a while you're like, "Oh, that's Tom Hanks." <laughs> cuz yeah. he looks so different. Yeah. Cuz this guy was like one of those guys who was like 80 his whole life. You know what I mean? He yeah. looked really old his whole life. Anyway, so that aspect is also really interesting. Um, just like this, he was like a carnival barker. And yeah. that's what he, those are the skills he used to market Elvis. And it was just really interesting uh, to watch. So anyway, I don't know if that's a rave review, but it's definitely maybe worth it. Maybe it's worth checking out if you've yeah. been on the fence. Cool. So that's, that's my movie corner. Um, I did watch the
1: Golden Globes. Did you watch the Golden Globes? No. I always forget. Yeah, I I watched it um Key Hoi Kwan's speech. Oh god. I, I I saw some of it. I fucking cried at that. I fucking cried. He's definitely like everyone wants him to win, right? Oh, I mean I mean cuz I, I mean at least for me like I was a huge fan of his as as a child. He yeah. was like one of my favorite child actors as a kid. So seeing him have this like Big win. And I think he won the Critic's Choice he did. Award he last did. night.
0: Yeah. I mean, so it looks like he might be on the path yeah. to being like the front runner. Which is great. For the Academy Awards. Yeah. 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 Because yeah, like yeah. the more you win, yeah. I mean, supporting categories, there's always like that's where the upsets usually are. Right. Um, but I was I was happy he's even winning. I didn't know I don't I don't really haven't been following things, so I don't know who's the front runner right. uh, on, in any category except for Kate Blanchett, right? Like right. she's winning, and I guess Brendan Fraser and and Austin Butler right. are kind of the two, right? I want to see that um, movie with Colin Farrell, The Banshees of Yeah. Isherin. That's my next movie. I think I'm going to try to watch because yeah. that that looks that like, looks good. That looks good. Um, yeah, I'm very off the awards. I don't know what the hell's going on. Yeah, uh, as far as like who's expected to win and who's going to get nominated. Yeah cuz they haven't announced the Oscar nominees yet, have they? No, but you can kind of tell based on other stuff. Yeah. I just don't know what the award winning movies are. I guess The Knives Out movie maybe is it's it's getting nominated it's, for it's stuff. It's
1: Tar, it's Everything Everywhere All at Once, it's The Banshees of Inisherin, it's uh, The Whale with Brendan Fraser. Um, I don't remember. Yeah, those are the ones I but know, but I did half watch the Golden Globes. But Key's speech was the one that really got me. I saw it, it was, uh, it was pretty amazing. I mean, that's one great thing about Twitter
0: you kind of get all the highlights of yeah. the, the award shows. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to sit through the whole thing. Yeah, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm very ex- happy I'm excited for, him. for him. I'm very I, happy I
1: for him. I like Michelle too, she's great. happy for her to win. Yeah, her speech was funny. I mean, in moving. It was moving, but it was funny too. She, so at the
0: Golden Globes, it's like a musical comedy and a drama award, usually, right? Yes. Is that movie considered musical comedy? I don't remember. So she won. But she won Best Supporting Actress. Michelle? Or Best Actress. Best Actress. Yeah, because she's an actress. And Kate Blanchett won the other category. Yeah. Those categories are always stupid. Because sometimes something's a musical, like Austin Butler won in drama category, which is like, well, if any, Elvis, that's
1: not a musical movie. What the hell? But they put the Banshees of Isherim in the comedy category. Really? Yeah. Is that a comedy? It looks depressing. Well,
0: any Irish movie is depressing.
1: That's the law. Yeah. But sometimes (laughs) it's darkly funny too. So I don't know. Why is that? Whenever it's set in Ireland, it's like, oh, that's going to be sad. Cause it's always gray <laughs> and rainy.
0: <laughs> I mean, I like that vibe. That's my vibe. I'm Irish. So it when it speaks to me when I see gray and rainy yeah. and depression and depressing settings, but also darkly laughing at everything. I'm yeah. very Irish in that way. Mm. So <laughs> <laughs> you are. <laughs> um I'm I'm gonna see it. I, I, I did I actually had no idea what that movie was about. So I finally like read a little synopsis. So I can see maybe where the comedy is coming from. Yeah. But it's definitely it looks It might like, be a mix. It might I think it's like a comedy in the sense of like real life funny rather than yeah. slapstick or I mean, like Fairley Brothers. That sounds like Martin McDonough. Like yeah. that sounds like So it's that kind it's of comedy. Both. You're not belly laughing, but you're kinda of like, ha. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so true. <laughs> so true, bestie. So true. <laughs> Um.
0: Yeah. What else? But what are you watching? A serial? Oh, I I
1: did watch that new show last night on HBO, The Last of Us. Okay. Did you watch that? No, but I'm interested. What is it? I just I'm interested because people are talking about it. It's kind
0: of like um, some kind of virus happens. Mm. So it's post post apocalyptic, I guess. Okay. Uh, Viral. But you know, the good thing is. Um, what's the hot lore hot guy from Gang of, Game of Thrones who dies with the mountain fight? What's his name? Prince Doran? Prince of Doran? Oh, I love the he's Prince the of Doran. He's the lead and he's really hot in love this. Love that. I he's love that. He's the lead and um what's the girl's name? Lyra Marmont. Oh yeah. She's the lead girl. I like her. So it's two Game of Thrones uh people uh representing uh he's super hot in it. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Pedro Pascal? Yes. He's so hot in it. I love him. Um so it's basically post-apocalyptic setting after this sort of weird it's not exactly a virus, it might be a fungal infection that creates people's minds to change and they turn into like almost zombie-like creatures. Uh I'm still learning, I don't know, but it's based on a video game which I have no idea what that game is or what it's about. Obviously I've never played. And then I think what's happening is this girl has to be uh, escorted to the West Coast. They're in Boston when they start, because she might be the only person who isn't affected by this fungus. Yeah. So I think they want to know why yeah. and figure it out so they can help everyone. Yeah. But it has definitely has some vibes of um, The Handmaid's Tale, because okay. the government has cracked down. It is kind of like executing people who break the viral, like, you know, go past certain lines I can't even think of it like you're supposed to say in certain quarantine kind yeah. of things yeah so you actually get executed if you break this so it's like that kind of element where it's very extreme government fascism right takeover to control things then there's rebels uh this rebel organization so I mean I liked it yeah the first I don't know nothing like I don't think you have to know the game it doesn't matter right it's it's if you like The Walking Dead, that type of show. It's very in line with that. It's nothing like amazingly new, but But it's good enough. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I thought it was good. It's very well done. It's by the same people who did Chernobyl. So it's like a, it's like a, you know, high quality television show for sure. Yeah. That sounds good. I'll yeah. check it out It's weekly though So that's the other bummer Well good
1: Because I'm still not <laughs> I'm still not done My, my rewatch of Criminal Minds So I got plenty of time <laughs> You can fill let, I'm letting everything pile up I'm letting everything pile up I just found out that Criminal Minds Evolution The reboot Got renewed for season two Ooh! So I'm really happy about that Yeah um, I still haven't watched the reboot of Criminal Minds because I'm like waiting so I can binge it yeah. for all the episodes to drop and I'm doing my rewatch of the original right now. Right. You need a um filler show that well, goes in between Yes. Like a weekly release. Yes. And so really, yeah, once again, the only things I'm watching is my reality shows and my uh and criminal minds. I'm incredibly busy right now and that's really all I have like the bandwidth the board. capacity for. She's saving space. I'm saving space. <laughs> my, I'm saving my mental bandwidth for my trash reality and my um, gory network TV shows. The other stupid show I'm kind of curious to check out is that new
0: show, The Traitors. Did What's you see that? that? It's like a game show on Peacock that's hosted by Alan Cumming. A what? <laughs> and it's a collection of like contestants and old reality TV show contestants from like Survivor, there's Brandy from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Yeah. One of The Bachelors is on it. So they have famous reality show contestants also competing. Wow. And I think it's sort of similar to the mole, where there are traitors and then there are non-traders. Yeah. And every night there's a murder <laughs> where the <laughs> contestants gets faux murdered. Yeah. And that means they're eliminated from the competition. But Alan Cummings just looks really funny in the trailer I that I watched. I love him. So I might check out that trash reality show. I think all 10 episodes are just up. Yeah. So you can kind of binge it. So I'm going to check that out this week, maybe. Okay. And we'll see how that goes.
1: That's funny. (laughs) Where I, uh, the third, okay, so remember how a few weeks ago I talked about how 90 Day Fiancé Happily Ever After was doing a four-part tell-all? Yes. So uh, episode three, (laughs) part three dropped last night, and I watched that. And I got to say... I was bemoaning this four-part tell-all, but... This tell all series has been infinitely better than the season itself. I'm seeing a lot of clips from it.
0: And it's crazy. I'm, I'm like, holy shit, I need to watch this season. You should just watch the tell
1: all. Yeah, because I know a lot of, I know pretty much all the characters. You know, all the characters, and the tell all is really has just been them squabbling with each other and dunking on each other. Yeah. And that's what's entertaining about it. Is Absolutely. Like people telling Big Ed to shut the fuck up. And I love, I love watching people tell Big Ed to shut the fuck up.
0: That was one of Cole's redeeming qualities. Um, amazing, yeah. It was uh, like his shining moment. It was for his shining moment. <laughs> um, no, no. But- why are women still fucking Big Ed? That's what I don't get, Rachel. Please, I will never understand. <laughs> well
1: he's only got one lady Liz then they've been engaged and they're on again off again they've broken up like eight times or 15 times according to her she keeps going back to him but isn't he cheating wasn't there a cheating scandal Well, yeah, like last week, basically, it was like revealed he was still on dating apps and like, oh, it's when we were on a break. But then she's like, it was two hours ago you were active on the app. And (laughs) he's just a piece of shit all around. Yeah, he's disgusting. He sucks. And no one likes him. And everyone wants, all the fans want TLC to like boot him. Yeah. But they keep bringing him back. It's like, we all fucking hate Ed. The cast members don't even like him. I mean, at this point, do we really need to see more of this? Even if no, like it's done, it's done. He's with
0: Liz. This will go on for the rest of his life until she wakes up at some point. And it doesn't
1: look like she's going to wake up anytime soon. He's.
0: It's like he's not even that rich. He's not rich at all. Yeah. It's like, what are you doing? I. <laughs> I don't, she's an attractive woman. <laughs> like
1: I don't she, get it because she's has serious issues. Yeah. I mean, clearly. clearly. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, and I don't think she's that great of a person either, personally. But he's obviously way worse. But she also has a kid, right? She has a kid. Like, seriously. Just stay Ugh. home with your kid. It's always terrible when there's like a kid involved. It's like, now your kid's going through this. And she's going to see this shit? Yeah. And be <laughs> like, like, look, like <laughs> a, look at what a loser my mom was. I mean, this is awful. Her, I
0: mean, someone needs to step in in her family and be I,
1: like... I did like when Kimberly, Kimberly said to... After Ed was like, give me my ring back last week to oh Liz... God. She's like you're a dick, yo. you are a dick, that's yo. That's what she said to Ed. <laughs> but people, yeah, um and Yara said she said they why do they she's she's Ukrainian. She goes, "Why why they call him Big Ed? They should call him fucking Small Ed." <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's accurate. <laughs> I mean, no sympathy for that guy. He's awful. Uh anyway, awful. he's terrible. But I yeah, the towel is good. The towel is very good. Ninety Day fiance the other way is gonna be the next iteration after this. Okay. So that's where the Americans are moving to another country. Great. And I I, always, I like the other way. Yeah. It's a nice twist. Absolutely. Um, what'd you eat?
0: Oh, nothing interesting. No, <laughs> <laughs> Me either. I've been looking at a lot of interesting food. What if, what'd if? you look at what you want to eat? <laughs> well, I sent you some things. I've sent I, you a lot of things We've this sent each week. other a lot of things. Uh, I also found another restaurant in Brooklyn for us to go to Ooh. on our next New York trip. Ooh. It looks really good. Um, I think it's like Grist and Toledo or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that's wrong. <laughs> it's something like that, though. G and T. Yeah. And it's like steak. It has like... It's like a bistro, but the it, desserts look incredible.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, no i I've sent you some stuff I really wanted to eat, like that chocolate pudding cake that America's Test Kitchen posted oh God. on their Instagram. You thought you
0: sent that to me, but you didn't.
1: I and serious, then I sent it to you. <laughs> I know. I thought I sent Desi this cake recipe, and she actually sent it to me, but it. It looked so good. I made like an inhumane sound
0: when I saw that. (sighs) Because that's like my ideal type of dessert. Yeah. A really fudgy, warm Warm. chocolate thing with ice cream. (laughs) It's so good. That's, yeah, that's
1: one of the best kinds of desserts. This was called like hot fudge cake. It looks so good. Or like hot pudding cake. It was like chocolate. (laughs) It was hot chocolate pudding cake. Oh my God. It It was like incredible. I like when it's like half solid, half not solid. You saw the solid chunks, like when they spooned it. I was yeah, like, see, I like that. I like there's that some cake. It's not all liquid. It's not all pudding, but there's some cake parts. Um, yeah, I,
0: I don't know. There's not much food talk for me, unfortunately. My mom made those goji
1: Jane cookies
0: mm. a couple times last week. I want to try those. Yeah, I got to try those. Yeah, I don't know. I'm definitely collecting recipes to make things. <laughs> I think
1: the best thing I ate this week was shrimp chips. Ooh! And Desi knows how much I love shrimp chips. It's one of my favorite snacks. I, I'm always. What is? What are they? Do you even know? Yeah, I've looked it up before. Cause one time <laughs> I did look up a recipe. I'm like, can I make shrimp chips at home? It's like rice powder and like shrimp powder, and they're deep fried. It's like a. It's like East Asian pork rinds. So it's shrimp powder. I don't know if it's shrimp powder. Because they really don't taste I don't, shrimpy. Yes, they do. They do? The Not one, to me. I I I would like to know the origin of shrimp chips. I'm almost positive they originated in East Asia, but I don't know which country. Um I think shrimp chips are one of the best chips slash snacks. They're like so good. I like them too. They're the ones that um they're like translucent. They're puffed and, and they're, they're like puffy. puffy. And they're really hard puffs, though. They're not soft. They're, they're like crunchy. crunchy. They're very crispy and crunchy. You can get pa- you can get like this other thing. If you Google shrimp chips, it's like strips, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the ones that are like um round. They're round and and translucent and white and crispy and puffy. And they taste good when you kind of dip them in like that. Poisonous sauce? Yeah, sometimes you get a little dipping sauce with them. How do you... Okay, I'm looking up the ingredients. Because I need to know... Dried shrimp. See, it's like powdered dried shrimp. Or like ground up dried shrimp. But there's a grain element. Jump to... Traditionally, Chinese prawn crackers are made with a mixture of dried shrimp and tapioca flour. Next, it's ground to a fine powder, then mixed with water to create dough. Next, it is pressed into two thin sheets, cut into individual crackers, and then dried. These dried crackers, no, that's not right. That's Chinese prawn crackers originated in Sumatra, Indonesia, in the late 16th century, and have remained a popular traditional snack in Southeast Asia. So it's Southeast Asia, the most... What, this is called honestfoodtalks.com. That's where this is from. They can be eaten at any time of the day. I agree. <laughs> Thanks. They most The most usual times to consume them are in a tea time snack in the <laughs> evening and late morning. Or at midnight. Which is when I <laughs> ate them last night. Which is when I ate them last night. My favorite shrimp chips right now are the ones from Gingergrass. The they're rest, really the restaurant, they're excellent. They do a great shrimp chip at Gingergrass and Silver Lake. Uh with the commercialization of many traditional Asian snacks, shrimp chips are more widely available. Many companies sell them in plastic packaging as a substitute for potato chips mm. because of their relatively healthier nature. That's good to know. You've been vindicated. Considering the amount that I ate last night because they're they're not fried, right? I think they're fried. Are they Aren't are? they fried? Okay. I, I thought could, they were like air-dried or something. Okay. Mine were oily. Japanese shrimp chips. The Japanese shrimp chips are the ones that are more like baked and crackery-like with this in the strips. Oh, okay. And I'm sure this is fascinating for everybody.
0: You know what I was thinking about recently? Shrimp toast.
1: I love <laughs> shrimp toast. I love shrimp toast. Uh, that's like an old school. The shrimp toast at Yank Sing in San Francisco is the best shrimp toast okay. I've ever had in my life. I got to get it. It's... That's... well. Wolf- that's my favorite restaurant. But that shrimp toast is out of control. Because shrimp toast has a really wide range of quality. No. Because I've had awful. You got to get this shrimp toast. Yeah, it's it's one of the most incredible things I've ever eaten in my Yum. life. I want it. Ugh. Okay. I'm hungry. Let's go find some shrimp toast. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye. Ready? Okay.